a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. your continued support of our sponsors we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads click that amazon banner on pole mx to help us out and donate via patreon if it suits you and as always enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us original moto podcast featuring legends of the past stars of today season previews and race reviews introspection opinion facts and laughs here's your host steve mathis welcome everybody to another edition of the fly racing racer x wrap-up show this is the buds creek edition we're going to dive into buds creek and everything that happened there and I don't even bring up 2003 Tim Ferry winning the first moto in this show. Can you believe it? I can't. Uh, thanks to Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out now. The 2020 stuff is out now. New colors, new stretch panels, new designs, and all of that uh, from the folks at Fly Racing, including the Formula Helmet, which has uh, got some really sweet graphics now. Not that it didn't have it before, but I do like the 2020 ones better. Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com, for all that you do for us on there. And also, thank you to... Uh, Alpine Stars, Tech 7, the most uh, Tech 7 is a boot of choice for me. Great colors, great buckles, great fit. If you have wide feet, which I do, look into the Tech 7, man. I'm telling you, they fit amazingly. Uh, thanks, Tech 7, uh, Alpine Stars, for coming on board. Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. Thank you, Max's Tires, the MXST line developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath. The IT line is coming out soon. Uh, whether it's your light truck, trailer, um, mountain bike, dirt bike, Max's will have you covered. Uh, Maxis.com. Uh, thanks to those guys for making it happen. And uh, let's get into Bud's Creek and all that happened with uh, JT and uh, Weege and uh, and you people. So thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Here we go. And now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, this is going to be the Bud's Creek review. Thank you for uh, listening, everybody. And uh, thanks, Alpine Stars and Maxis, of course, as I said in the intro. Let's dive right into it. Uh, first up on the line from Racer X, Racer X Online. He's the official voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's the voice of quad racing. He's the voice of Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of flat tracking. He's the voice of anything you pay him to be the voice of. It's Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up? Were you at Bud's Creek? Yes, I was. I never saw you. Never saw you. Yeah, I never saw you either. I never saw you uh, all day. Yep. I don't, I don't know. A couple of Pulp fans that uh, said they'd seen you. Uh, by the time I made it to the press conference, the press conference was over. You were gone. I didn't see you interviewing anyone. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, suspicious. I didn't do the press conf. I didn't do the press conference. Uh, I missed it. Um, and then I was wandering around the pits, and I actually got to the race early. I was there. When's riders meeting? Eight, seven thirty, seven twenty. Okay, I got there before riders meeting. Wow. So I was there at like probably seven, ten to ten to seven. Um, and then uh, I did know you were there because, like you said, I saw your disgusting serial killer type signature on a, on a something I signed also. Yes. 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 So That's my, the mark of death. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I knew you were there because this person's like, we got Weege earlier. So, uh, all right. Also on the line from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. The 2020 stuff is out now. They've done a great job with it, of course. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Yes, you are right. I'm very excited. Most of it has reached dealers at this point. So uh, that is a big 
big deal in my world. Um, I was not at the race this weekend, no. but I did watch it yep. in a uh, in a conference room. Had a, I had just finished my meeting and put the race on. Literally, well, the race end. You know, my meeting ended at uh, twelve in Minneapolis, and the race that was one o'clock in Bud's Creek. So it was a mad scramble to get the race on. But I did catch the start, unlike Weege at Southwick a few years ago. Uh, oh, the most ouch. the most important question is, how's Wayne's K frame? <laughs> we gotta know. <laughs> and I got it. I wish we had a camera on JT in this boardroom when that came up. I got out of my seat and just started pacing around the room. <laughs> that that did it for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one's been that one blew up pretty quickly. Uh, yep. I don't know. Uh, that's not what we saw on our um, Telestrator screen in our booth that that GL has. Oh, he's drawing on it, drawing on it, drawing on it, and nothing was popping up. And then all of a sudden, that popped up on the screen of the actual screen, not his screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Okay. Can but, we get? Can we under, get an, an explanation of what the hell that means? Is it? Yeah. Is it code for something? Are we getting? Is that aliens? Or what's What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I believe when they set that telestrator up at the beginning of the weekend, like Thursday or something, this is like technicians communicating with each other. Like we're setting up the screen. Wayne, on your end, how does it look? On your end, how does this look? So I believe that was like a message that they had left over for 48 hours that somehow stayed in the system. Whoa. That's all I can come up with. Who, Streams got crossed. Who is Wayne? Do we know Wayne? Yeah, Wayne's a, uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne is our technical director. So I do know Wayne. I don't know what K-Frame means, but I'm assuming they wanted Wayne to see how the telestrator looked. Yeah. And uh, they got the message. It, it would have been great if it would have said Garth. Garth, Dude, how look. is the K-frame, Wayne? <laughs> oh, look, it's a telestrator. It's kind of fun to mess around with the thing. There could certainly have been worse written on that screen. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> also, I have a screenshot from somebody that says Anderson got uh, one th at Millville. Just the, uh, the number one with TH. Wow. Yeah. So does that mean he has won a moto, uh, national now? I don't know. It said one TH, one th. At Millville. That's, uh, that position is when you're super fried. Oh, okay. When your team fried, <laughs> yeah. and you try to figure out what place you're in. That's your that's place. where you're at. Yeah, yeah. That's what you tell people. You're one. Um, one. All right. Uh, well, now we got into the bottom of that for sure. That my my uh, Twitter exploded on that week. People were sending me that. It was that yeah. one was really popular. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I could just see JT face palming himself in Minneapolis. Yes. yes. Yeah. Popular is uh, popular is a, a great way to put it. <laughs> um. All right, let's get into it. So, Tomac, great ride. Uh, not as dominant as Kenny last week, but pretty damn close. Uh, really rode well. Clinched the title, which I didn't think was going to happen. Like, I'm like, ah, he's going to need a lot of help to clinch this thing, you know, over, over Marv and over Kenny. But, um, yeah, he did it. He got, got the job done three titles in a row, uh, a dominant performance, and whatever we talked about in regards to that first moto at uh, Unadilla, JT, just scrap it all. Eli's amazing and killed it and carry on. How do you think Dylan felt about this uh, performance? Oh, very excited. Very excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he deserves credit. He rode really well. Um, I think, you know, days like yesterday are what have, have us all scratching our head about when the days don't go so well. And we know he's capable of doing what he did yesterday most of the time. And when he doesn't, that's when we wonder. So, yeah, he uh, he deserves all the credit. Three titles in a row. Easy. I don't say easy, but relatively easy 1-1. One, one. 
especially the second moto. Uh, yeah, kudos the, to him, man. He's he's incredible. This is the easiest one of his three, I would say, Weege. Well, for starters, uh, he wrapped it up early. Yeah. So uh, right. I think that would do it. You know what, though? Last year, the only reason it was close is because his bike broke uh-huh. uh, at Redbud. He... He really didn't have any bad motos last year, except for that day at Redbud. Then he screwed up the second moto there. You know, I think it did put him into panic mode, and he had the bad gate pick. So Redbud was terrible. But he was going to win the first moto at Redbud before his bike broke. He probably would have won the overall that day. I don't think he had a moto outside of third the rest of last season. So this, to me, was a little more of the ups and downs, but I think the field was tougher. Yeah, you know, we mentioned oh, yeah. over and over. Yep. Uh, Roxon was better, and Webb was better, and Anderson was there. Anderson missed most of last year, and Zacco was new. So maybe that's why a couple of the re- lower results were lower than last year. So I don't know. I think it was easier points-wise, but he was really good last year, except his bike breaking in right. Redbud, which wasn't his fault. So I, I'm not sure. By the way, he did he did explain what the problem was last weekend. Did you hear this? No, I did not. Yes. So apparently on Wednesday – um, a fence had broken on the property and they were afraid the cows were going to get out or cows were going to get in. I don't know. So Eli decided to literally take it into his own hands and take the post pounder and fix the fence on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And then he said he blew his arms up and then he was mushroom cloud arm pump rest of the weekend. So there you go, everybody okay. working on the farm. Yep. There at we go. At least it's a reason. At yeah. Least it's a reason. Yeah. I'm something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, yep. he didn't say anything after the race last weekend. Well, I think it's Eli's deal. He, to his own detriment, he doesn't like to make excuses, which just leads people like us. I don't know if you've noticed. We tend to come up with our own reasons if he doesn't give us one. I don't know if you've noticed this. Yeah, yeah. So I have. That that's what happens. So I don't yep. know why he decided to come clean. I think here's how it started. I think it's because the team explained it to a few people, so it was kind of already out. And then Eli was like, "Yeah, that's what happened. I feel like an idiot. That was stupid. I shouldn't do that." But whatever, man. Being too gnarly during the week. That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll mm-hmm. take it. Um, who knew that you could blow your arms up so bad with a fence post pounder to, to affect you three days later? But yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doubting it. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm just saying, like, I <laughs> right. think that that would that could do cause arm pump three right. and Saturday. Yes, right. yes, exactly. Like, like if that was the case, then you know, you, the riders should stay away from doing anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, JT, I'm sure went through a million. JT, how many different weirdo arm pump? Don't do this. Do this. Things have you heard and gone through? During your career, yeah, pumps yeah, I've Arm- heard, a, I've heard a lot. I just never really bought into a lot of it. For me, it was always just being uncomfortable or not. Like, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot to it. If I felt comfortable on the bike and wasn't nervous, I was good. If I wasn't, then I could get arm pump. So, but if there was a dollar for every this causes arm pump, this fixes arm pump theory out there. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, never ending. You look at, go around and walk and look at some of the people's arms in the pit area and see the scars from wrist <laughs> to elbow. So that's right. Uh, Roxon tried something new. It was hot and humid there uh, at Bud's Creek. Uh, Roxon tried something new. He put five laps in total in qualifying, and they were good five laps too. By the way, he was almost two seconds faster than Eli in qualifying. So. I went over and talked to Oscar, his mechanic, and Oscar was like, you know, he told me about the price of fuel and how expensive it is, and that's what they're trying to do. But after that, he said, we did the same thing last week, which I never really noticed Oh, last week. Um, I should actually pull that up. So he did a combined five laps at Bud's Creek, and, you know, you, you have to think that, that he was saving himself for for the motos. Uh, it didn't work, JT. 
Not in that second one. No, and that's what we were that's what we were scared of going into the weekend. Uh, we knew it was going to be hot, and uh, the guys I was watching the race with, a lot of the WPS employees, they were all like, "Man, he looks he looks pretty good. Like he's he's not able to pass Tomac in the first one, but he's pretty solid." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it's going to be a lot hotter in the second one. He's going to be you know less fresh for that one. I'm I'm not sold yet. And then that second one, you could really see him suffering. So." Yeah, just uh, it's more evidence that it, he's definitely vulnerable when the conditions deteriorate. Uh, he did six laps at Unadilla. He did five laps at Buds. Pretty crazy, huh, JT? Like, like you're going to show up in the morning, mm-hmm. five laps, call it a yeah. day. Yeah, let's keep in mind that they rode press day, which uh, – so you, you have the track dialed. Oh, right? at Buds they, they rode press day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't – there's not a whole lot to gain. I mean, you were in the track. It's not going to change a whole lot. And if you are definitely worried about your energy level for the day, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's really losing anything. Um, if, if there was no press day and he did that, I would be blown away. Well, there was no press, story for me. Uh, no press day at Unadilla. He only did six. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the overall concept, if there's no press day and you go out and only do a few laps and you're that good, I would be much more impressed. But the Friday press day changes all of it for me. Um, I, can we just go back to like the chart that I think JT, you had somebody actually make the character rocks and results chart, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was sent to me by a guy named Ryan Humphrey. Um, uh-huh. and it just, yeah, there was a pretty direct correlation between the temperature going up and his overall finish going right up with it. Wow. Yep. And, uh, we're back cause it was really humid, really, really humid. Um, I wasn't outside a ton cause I got the best job going. Me and Wayne with our K frames. Yep. But, dude, Steve, it was bad outside. Well, was it wasn't Florida bad, but yeah, it was bad. Um, yeah. Well, compared to last weekend, just think about. It oh yeah. Week. Oh, totally. Yes. Yep. Um, and then there it came, second moto, the same exact just drop that we saw in Florida, that yeah. we saw Redbud, that we saw at Southwick. The same. It was just back. So are we just are we just back to square one with Kenny? Because he's told us last week that they think they had it figured out, but obviously these things don't get fixed, you know, right away, but. Now we're just right back to where we were. We're just like, oh, well, we can't keep doing that, you know? Yeah, I mean, that last 10 minutes of Moto 2, it was painful to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, you just couldn't do anything. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, yep. I was really – like, okay, you saw it coming. You saw his, his lap times go up. You saw him fading. I was still shocked that he went as far back as he did. I really was. I was like, wow, that dude is just hanging on right now. Like, there's there's nothing there, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. All the way back to uh, seventh. Oh, ouch. Um, yep. I mean, first moto, like, whatever. Second place, uh, Eli was better than him, but he kept Eli decently close and rode well, and Eli rode even better. You know what I mean? So I feel like the first moto was fine. Like, yeah, he didn't win like a Unadilla, but, I mean, just because, you know, a little bit hot and Eli rode great. It's time to just give Eli credit, right? But that second moto, wow. That's not good. No bueno. Uh Anderson rode well. Anderson got second overall, uh, moved up in the first moto. I was pretty impressed with him moving up in the first moto. And uh, his battle with Osborne, he waved or fist pumped when he got by him. (laughs) That was pretty awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Anderson rode well. Yeah, really, really well. Fitness looked good. At times, times Anderson has thrown the anchor out a little bit, like late in the motos. And I mean, he trains, does what Marv does. He does what Osborne does. So... Sometimes it's a bit of a mystery to be like, why is this guy not on the same level as the guys he rides with every week? But this week he was fine, if not stronger than those guys. So 
just another 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 uh, a guy that we can scratch our head at a little bit. But good job for Jason Anderson. Either one, either yeah. One of us. Either one of you can jump in here. Agree with okay. Me. Yeah. Go ahead, Weech. Uh, yeah, that was kind of needed because I feel like he was a little bit better at the beginning of the year. It wasn't a huge drop off, but I feel like he had gone from, you know, borderline podium. Can he get a win guy? Like maybe a two three guy to like a four five guy, the last uh, maybe three or four races. You know, there was a point in that second moto in WW Ranch where he was keeping Eli pretty honest, and it's like, man, if he gets him, he's going to win the overall. And then he hasn't really been in the hunt like that well, uh, yeah, since then. We, we look, he had the overall at high point. He had the overall somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, and then the next race, WW Ranch, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. And he looked even good at Hangtown. So yeah. I, it wasn't a massive drop, but like no. I said, it was maybe, maybe he was a little better, say, than Zacho at the beginning of the year, and then Zacho flip the tables on him and then he was better than Zacho this time. So that was that was encouraging. You know, it's hard to figure Anderson because he tries so hard to put the kind of slacker deal out there. Uh but you don't have days like he has today without no, being someone I mean, who's a grinder. Does anybody yeah. buy into that though? You think? Do you think people do you think people buy into that? Ah, uh, no, I don't think so. I right, mean right. he's done too well too much yes. too often. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't you yeah. don't race with the guys he's racing with if you're slacking, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Marv had a quiet day. Uh, three three road moved up both motos. Uh, fell in uh, moto one uh, a little bit. What moto one? He felt tipped over. He was on the move in yeah, one of the motos one. And, and fell over, tipped over. Um, three three day for him. Osborne got the whole shot in the second moto, and that was that was like late supercross Osborne where he just got scared. JT not scared, but uh, just got shuffled to the back, just like ah. Ever, he couldn't handle that pace early on, and then he, he rebounded a little bit and started moving up. But uh, surprising to see Zacho um, struggle. I, struggle is a light word, but lightly struggle at Bud's Creek. Yeah, uh, I, I thought he'd be a little better. He wasn't terrible. No. Uh, and he, he seemed like he found the pace at times. He kind of lost touch with Marv, and then he brought the pressure back to Marv, and the same with Anderson. He Anderson went by him, then he brought pressure back to Anderson. So it just seemed like he was kind of yo-yoing it up and down a little yeah. bit. Uh, but it wasn't a bad day. Uh, the most important thing to me was it seemed like all of our Team USA guys are decent right now. They're getting better. Um, you know, it would obviously be great to have the strongest possible team we can concoct. But uh, I like I like the way guys are riding. And, uh, yeah, would love to see Osborne do something with a whole shot. But... Um, not a not a terrible day. Certainly better than two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. I, I think mean, he's past that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just comparing it. I was as I'm grading on a curve. It's better I, I than can't that. I can't argue. you you are correct. Yeah. I cannot. No. I mean you got a whole shot. one thing. Can you can you actually though. agree with JT on this? Yeah, was I agree. Better than 05. Better than okay. 05. yeah. hundred percent. Uh <laughs> I mean yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it was it was Zach's. To me, it was Zach's worst race in a while. I mean, but, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Wachuga wasn't that good. Yeah, Wachuga was rough. Wow. So is is Zacho officially in a slump? Do we Hi. podium last week? Panic button. Ah, four four podium. <laughs> He's got two podiums yeah. out of four weeks. Four so four, four podium. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't even go up there if I was him. I'd be embarrassed to go up there with a four four and take a <laughs> don't, take a don't even send me the podium check. Yeah, don't Just even bother. I went four right. four. Right. That's true. Yeah. Panic button? No? Yeah, I think it's over. I think he's officially too old. <laughs> I think it's age. 
we, we've been talking about this. Right. I think it's just all caught up to him. Yep. Too old. Um, yep. I think I said on the podcast last week or the week before that only one other guy has won three in a row 450s, and I was thinking about Gary Jones, but of course Carmichael won 18 in a row, so I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I just assumed. Somebody on Twitter Tony hit D. me up. Tony D. Also. Okay. So, okay, you know what I think? I, I said Eli was the third guy, and I didn't mention Carmichael, but it was actually three. I'd already done it. Eli's the fourth guy now to win three in a row. Got it. Yeah. Right. Right. Although, truthfully, when Tony D and, and Jones won at the 500, was a premier class. You know? But, whatever. Yeah. Records are records. But. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely say that it's a different situation now. Um, and uh, we'll get way into the weeds here. Also, for many years, you know, they were split, right? It was like six 250 nationals and six 500 nationals. Yeah. And some of those short series, it was like, I mean, I remember like 88, like RJ's bike blew up in one moto. And it's like, yeah, he's not going to win the 250 title. There's yeah. no chance. Yeah. And he ba- just got a DNF out of the 10 motos that he gets or whatever. It yeah. Is. The, and the year Bale won, he didn't win it overall in 91. Yeah. He never won it yeah. overall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because everybody's bike drowned out at Hangtown. Uh, Hangtown. like if you had one bike problem, yep. you, you were not going to win the title. Now that they've raced 24 motos. On average, the best guy's going to just end up winning. Mm-hmm. So th- some of those years were kind of tough yep. to win the title if something went wrong. Yeah. Uh, Barsha told me he rode better this weekend than he did last weekend at Unit to get third. And uh, I mean, I don't know about that, like in my eyes, but he rode really well. He worked up from so so starts. He was in the battle. Yes, he was the last guy in the battle, but he was given Anderson fits. He was given Osborne fits. You know, like he, he was aggressive, he was in there. He was in the fight, is what he told me, and he and he's absolutely right. He's much better. So, you know, next weekend for Barsha is a good track, wet or dry. I think it's a good track for him. Maybe he can end this thing on a high note. But it was it was refreshing to see Bam Bam back. And like I said, he was the last guy out of the let's say quote unquote elite dudes, but he hadn't been there all year, JT. So finally, he was. Yeah, we were uh, we were asking if he would be able to bring that form again or was just Unadilla the one-off because it's Unadilla so uh yeah it was cool to see him quiet that question with solid results and solid speed so well, good for him well I mean yeah he didn't bring it as far as getting a third but six five but he's like well, he said he felt he rode better so I think I think we were just wondering is he going to go back to where he was and just way <laughs> right. off the pace yep. you know and, and he wasn't he yep. wasn't regardless of the track he was where I, I maybe not where he wants to be at least relevant, yes. and that's uh, that's something he hasn't been. Right, right. Uh, Dino kind of rode by himself all day. Kind of just, you know, didn't get great starts. Kind of just, I didn't see him in a whole lot of battles. He was solid, but yeah, just rode by himself. Yeah, I didn't see him much either. Right. Yeah. Uh, AP had a good day. AP in the first moto was uh, 24th, 25th on the opening lap, somewhere around there. Um, first time around the, 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 the finish line, and then he got up all the way up into ninth. I think that's Aaron's best ride, Weech, right there, that first moto. Yeah, and, and it's kind of the difference where you see, like, um, Barsh is in the battle now. Aaron's not in the battle, so a lot of people don't notice. But um, our pit reporter, uh, Will Christian, had talked to Aaron uh, Saturday morning, and he said, here it is, set up, bike changes. Um, he said he felt way, 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 way better. Yeah, and I got to say, him and Barsha, the bike changes they made, you, you can see, you can definitely see a difference. So I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, Whatever they've done, it's definitely helped. They're Travis Preston, Travis Preston. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know how much TP yeah. deserves credit, but 
the right. the word I got is he rode the race spot. He you know he's developed that production bike you know a lot. They've kind of mm-hmm. moved away from Doctor D to Travis. Travis has a big hand in the production bike stuff along with Steve Butler. Travis rode the race bike. It was like, what in the hell have you guys done? <laughs> and, and, and and hey, we got to figure this out. Okay, Travis, come mm-hmm. here, help us out. Like the riders aren't leading us in the right way, you know, or 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 they're not they're not understanding what we're doing, or we're not understanding what the riders are saying. So let's try to bridge that gap. And so yeah, I think guys are happier. So that's good. I think you could definitely say it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. I mean, look, hey, like I told Preston when he was in studio here, when you beat Stu in a championship, you you can, you you know, you have you have the credibility to do anything you want. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's, that's it. Um, beat Stu, mm-hmm. six foot one on a CR one twenty five. Somehow, right. somehow beat Stu. That's right. Um, that's right. Uh, Benny Bloss, uh, wasn't happy with his day in the second moto, really fighting something he said. And, uh, I don't know what, who knows? Everybody's fighting something all the time. You just, that's our sport. It, it's just, I'm not doubting Benny. I like Benny. I just, when Benny said that, I'm like, of course you are. Everybody's fighting something. Everybody's got something that's holding him back. It's just like, okay, all right, got it. But he wasn't stoked, uh, on his 11th, but the first moto he rode pretty well, got seventh. Kyle Cunningham. JT, loose program, but Cunningham, again, I wrote this in my column, like, you, we talk about Henry Miller and John Short and Ben LeMay and these privateer guys, and they deserve the credit, they, they you know, they deserve credit for riding well, but then Cun- Cunningham comes out of nowhere sometimes and just beats all those dudes, like, he's good, <laughs> he's got a loose program, like I like to say, but, but when he holds it together, Kyle Cunningham can, can, can ride well. Yeah, he was uh, really bringing some pressure to Dino. And I could just imagine Dino stressing about Cunningham coming and you're full factory and you have this guy who basically has no help chasing yeah. you down. Yeah. And that can't be a comforting situation. Well, but to Dino's credit, he held him off. Well, and then uh, Roxon wasn't that far ahead. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. They were both. Dino was trying like hell to catch Roxon. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, for as far as Cunningham goes, great ride. I mean, great yep. qualifying position. He was super fast in qualifying. Is he good at buds? Normally, do you remember? I I mean Texas dirt is similar to that, but I don't remember yeah. any breakout rides that Bud's the, in the past. The qualifying surprised me. I was like, "Whoa!" Like you know, like yeah, yeah. I remember one year he got fourth in a moto in the 250 class. I think he got fourth in points one year. He did. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's had legit seasons. Uh, this is poor Kyle Cunningham was on Star Racing, I think, exclusively in the carburetor era of the YZ250F, and then when they got the good bike the next year is when they let him go. (laughs) Uh, Never had his chance. When the the J. Mark Cooper Webb just domination started, Mm -hmm. he was off the team. But uh, one year he got fourth in a moto at Bud's Creek, and he stuck around. We try to interview fourth and fifth sometimes if the riders want to stay. We Uh have time. And he did his fourth-place interview. And our director, Jeff Manhart's like, I like this kid, man. He's tired. He leaves it all out there on the track. And I'm like, no, nah, that's just how Cunningham talks. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have interviewed him before yeah, the first moto and yeah. it would have sounded the same. Yeah, that's pretty much. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so J- John Short had a good day, though. John Short went 10-10. Good job for him. Um, yeah, Freddie, Nor- Freddie Norton came from dead last in the first moto up to 15th. And then second moto, Freddie got 13th. Uh, hurt his shoulder, he said, um, during the week. So he wasn't feeling 100%. Uh, what else? Uh, Bogle, whole shot. Did he lead a lap? No, he didn't lead a lap. But um, 
I mean, he that heat got to him bad, and I thought honestly the last lap he was weeble wobbling, and I'm like, oh boy, um, but but he made it, but then he didn't start the second moto. Uh, rough day, JT for for Bogle. Yeah, I mean you you were wondering in the middle of the moto if the heat was that's what it was or something else going on, but man, I was I'm surprised because where they're riding in Oklahoma, it's not mild by any means it's hot so yeah i don't know if he just maybe pushed too hard at the beginning when he was up front you know yeah. just riding way past the limit of sustainability to go with those guys at the beginning and then that has a negative effect uh it just wasn't what i expected i, I didn't think he would come apart like that no I, I i would think so but then i was talking to his agent jimmy button and jimmy mentioned that's, that's right I, I meant to bring this up. jimmy jimmy's mentioned he was sick he's got something going on so of course he does right. yep <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt it, you know what I mean? But when you're a reporter in the sport, like the, the, the I got something going on, I'm sick, is just, you just go, okay, I, I don't know. I know Dino Dino posted uh, that he had some sort of sinus problem going on as well, right. if you were wondering. Right. Um, all right, uh, what else? The Bear rode well in the second moto. I was impressed with the Bear in the second moto. Charged hard, you know, really, really working it. James Weeks doesn't get a lot of press, but. Quietly been really good, James Weeks. Twelfth overall. Yep, twelfth wow. overall for James Weeks. Florida guy. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, Teasdale rode well in that second moto because I had him in fantasy, so he was dead last. I think Teasdale was, and he went all the way to sixteenth. So, um, I talked to J Bone for a while in the morning, and uh, they've got. They, I talked to David Evans as well, who works with the NASCAR side and also for the motocross side, and. They've actually got some really good leads for title guys. I mean, they got the casino deal that we're all we all talked about. We brought it up, everything else, and they're hoping to make that happen. But they've got a couple other things that, that they said looks really good. You know, J Bone, he, he says way too much. He probably shouldn't say anything, but he he says way too much. But um, you know, so they they don't have the ability to offer anybody a contract right now. But things are looking up for a title sponsor for them. So I got an option for them. What's that, young kid? Coming out already familiar with the Suzuki RMZ 450. Um, 31st overall, and I think he did that on purpose to uh, keep it in the family number 31. Uh huh. Yep. Corey Carson. Corey Carson. 31st overall. Making the motos. Dad was proud. Uh, I actually got Dad some tickets because I felt like we owed him because of the uh, live show that he did with us in uh, New Jersey. Yep. And uh, Barry's never going to be one to pass up a deal. No. Which I respect. <laughs> I respect heavily. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, so Corey Carson, there you go. I, I, I think factory rod. His dad never got one. Make it happen. Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Let's yep. do it. Yep. Maybe throw in the RV sponsorship. It's just, Maybe, you know, he could bring some money to the table. Right. It's just so funny to hear J bone. Like he just, he, he's just, they're so, he's so honest. Like they're like, yeah, we're, you know, we want to get Savachi, but you know, there's nothing else. You know, we're the only factory team left and, and they want too much money, but they'll, they'll come down. Where else is he going to go? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we talked about this. Like, MCR obviously wants him also, but Joey's not going to do a Supercross-only deal with, with MCR Honda. I just don't see that happening, right? Like, I, All Genova has to do is hear what you said, and that'll, that'll get it done. I, I just don't think – I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think there's endless money over there. You know what I mean? Like, there's a very performance-based contract at, at MCR, which you can really kill it if you do what Brayton did. But – so yeah, but uh, Genova's going to hear that and be like, "Oh, oh, they said there's no one else. Where else are you going to go? Ha 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 ha! Watch this." Well, I don't know. Gen- Genova's got to worry about his manager up in Canada, Matt Gurkey. Hit him. 
Matt Gerke went off the track. (laughs) Gerke flew off the track, hit Tony Alessi, knocked him out. Gerke breaks his collarbone. (laughs) Phil wins a a sword. I don't know. I don't know what's going on up in Canada. Tomita rode pretty well. Should have picked him in Pulp Fantasy, JT. I don't know why we didn't. Yep. Yep. Lars is uh, Lars is spot on on that. Yep. Good job. He's got that diagnosis nailed. Good job, Lars. I don't know who Ricky Randanella is, or if it's even Ricky, but it's R I C C I. But that's an awesome Mm. name. That's an awesome name. He's from New Jersey, and there was a hockey player with that last name spelled the same way, and and we always called him Ricci. So I don't know if this kid's name is Ricci. That's an Italian name. That's an Italian name. Yeah. So I don't know if they're. Is it Ricci? Randanella or is it Ricky? I'm Could, shocked that there's an Italian name from New Jersey. Just yeah, I, would, yeah. I don't know. Hard to say. Because a hockey player's name was Mike Ricci. That that's right. that's was that's that's how he's pronounced it. Everybody pronounced it that way. I mean, I'm betting anything you want that the kid's Italian. Well, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, I don't. I just from don't New know Jersey, of course. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's actually how they spell his name, or maybe that's a just a shortening a- of it. Ama, Ama strikes doors. No, no, no. If oh. uh, if the family has like shortened it, you know, like it's his actual real name is some other longer variation of that. Have you noticed, the by mob? the way? I mean, the mob. Have you noticed, by the, the way? Mob you... shortened it. The family. No, the mob. <laughs> the mob. Yeah. Has the mob? Has the family no, Steve shortened Astiphan. it? Steve Astiphan. Oh, the family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, have you noticed the AMA sheets? So this year they've really tightened their game up. Like. Remember we used to make fun of Earth and this and that and, and like they never got the hometown names right or the countries. Sometimes it would yeah. be it would be the state, not the city, the state and the like it was just all over the place, right? Have you noticed though they tighten their game up a little bit and if they're from another country, it's just the country's name now. Like Tomita is Japan, Norin is Sweden. You know, like it and then and, and, and everybody else is city and state if you're from America. It's always been like that though. No, it was well, all over the place. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes it was all Sometimes over the place. It was. Right. Yeah. So, I thought there were some discrepancies. I thought Norn was from Sweden, but but Roxen and Muskan get a town. I thought nope, nope, they get they get just France and Germany. It has been. I have seen uh, Roxen stay Hostet before. Yeah, the, no, I, they've tightened their game up this year. Like it's it's been impressive this year. The AMA, Doris, everybody, they're on the game. It's been consistently mm-hmm. that that way. I'm, I've been meaning to bring it up. So, um, all right. Anything else? Uh, Four fifty wise, I feel like we're cutting it short, but. I don't know. Dustin well, Winter. Well, Dustin Winter again okay. qualified well, and then Dustin Winter again didn't do anything in the motos. But at least he can he can frame those qualifying sheets and show people. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. Ben LeMay had a yeah. bad day. Ben LeMay's bike broke. Oh, bad day. Both motos. Um, yeah. Anything we, else? We're cutting it short because we we spent forty five minutes on Tomac last week. So let's let's. Let's let's cut it short. We could go on and on and on. Co- Cody Shock, Cody Shock, local guy, rode well. Good job, Cody Shock. Yeah. You did. You rode really well. Uh, okay, that's the uh, four fifty class for Buds Creek. Uh, thanks to uh, Fly Racing, flyracing dot com. Please check them out on the web and uh, appreciate every all the support that those guys at Fly Racing give us. The FR five boot is a mid level boot. Uh, it's around the Tech seven uh, uh, range uh, and it's uh, it's got two two hinges on it. Brand new from the folks at Fly last year. I got to ride in it at the summer camp. I really enjoyed it. It broke in really easy. I've got big calves and wide feet, and the thing, thing fit me very well. So check out the FR5 if you're in the uh, in the market for a mid-level boot from the folks at Fly Racing. Thank you, Maxis, as well. MXST tires developed by Jeremy McGrath. 
used by AJ Cantanzaro. Mountain bike tires used by me. Uh, thank you also to Alpine Stars. Uh, the Tech 7 is the boot that I run. The Alpine Stars Tech 10, the most advanced boot in motocross today. You'll see it on the feet of three-time 450 motocross champion Eli Tomac, among others. Uh, A-Stars, you know the name, you know the quality. Thanks to Race Tech as well. Uh, Race Tech is uh, making Michael Essie's suspension work well. It can make your suspension work well. Vintage stuff as well. Uh, get your motor rebuilt. Get your motor done by the folks at Race Tech. Pulp 19 is the code to save on anything at Race Tech. Any kind of service, any kind of springs, any kind of work. Pulp 19 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Go there and uh, look at their website. It's got a lot of valuable information about your motorcycle, no matter what year, no matter what type of motorcycle it is. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, 250 wrap-up with uh, JT and Weege. So, bigger surprise, McElrath's 1-1 or Cooper Webb's 1-1, JT? Not Millville. Oh, by far, I would say McElrath. All right. Uh, we... I felt like we knew the Cooper Webb one was coming eventually. Like it, you, there were just so many signs, like the hole shots, and he had won Supercross Championship, and he's a two-time outdoor championship, and on and on and on. The McElrath thing has been really difficult all summer for him. And you knew he was leaving to go to Monster Star Yamaha. So to, for him to come out and go 1-1, one, one, I'm going to say rather easily was... It was- yeah, that was shocking. Like, was, I would have never guessed that. Qualified 18th, by the way. Told me he got up late. <laughs> told me he got up late. He missed riders meeting. Like, yep, just Weege, like I give up. Well, first of all, Weege, bigger surprise, Webb or McElrath? Oh, McElrath by okay, far. Right. I mean, Webb had at least – at least Webb was like fighting for – for podiums and had won a Supercross title this year. Yeah, but McElrath had a couple force. Yeah, Shane had won races before. Shane podiumed a ton. I mean, let's 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 not make this sound no, no, out I like mean this season. I mean, this season. Yes, yes, this season. Yes, I understand. He won a moto last year and he won an overall last year. Yeah, but yeah. this he he did, has gotten better second half of the year. Like I think it, he I think he went like four or five at Millville or something like that. But completely dominant one one. Like he hasn't even been in the yeah. battle. At like, least Webb has been battling. I. I just give up. I give up covering the sport. I, I'm the done. Only, I'm done. The only thing I will add is that the track that he rides all the time, or much of his earlier days anyway, uh, Club MX, is is similar to this. It's sandier, but what, just like I was saying on the fantasy podcast with about Isaac Teasdale and these guys, this dirt is eerily similar to what they practice on a lot. So I think those guys just feel more comfortable on this dirt than normal. I'm not okay. saying that's going to get you a 1-1. Okay. Qualified 18th, though. Qualified 18th. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying when you're trying to somehow find a reason for why you'd have such a good day, that jumps out at me as, as, a, as a possible reason. I don't know. Yeah. Great job for Shane. TLD team has not had a good year, so good job to all those guys. That's got to feel well. Feel good. So... Shane McElrath, 1-1, one, one. I don't know. I, 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 don't, know. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, at one point, I thought, you know, Adam went off the track uh, early in the first, or missed his line in the first moto, kind of got stuck, and Masterpool went as far as he could, and then I think he just got tired. So at one point, I'm like, well, McElrath just had good circumstances here. But then I looked at the lap times, and no one was catching him, really, at any point. Like, it wasn't just he got a start and other people had problems. No, no, no. He was. People up. Like, yeah. he I was just expecting it to be like, oh, he's got a 10-second lead. Can you hold on? And I'm like, wait, now that everyone has clear track behind him, they're still not gaining. And it also didn't even look like he was pushing. It looked like he was just cruising, standing that, up. He, that's what he told me afterwards. He said, I felt like I was going slow. I felt like people were going to catch me. 
He's like, I didn't yeah. feel like I was killing it. Like, no. You know, yeah, I, it looked like he was riding at ninety percent. Let me just let me just go back to my Manitoba days here for a second. Just indulge no. me, all right, please. Oh, okay, all right, sure. I won one pro moto in Man- the local tough Manitoba scene. Okay, mm. uh, as a as a pro, mm. I won one moto, and I remember how easy it was. Like I was like, I can't, I'm not riding very well. I don't know why these people aren't catching me. I don't, you know, I shouldn't be winning, and I won. And I just, I don't know. Maybe that's the kind of day it was for Shane. I don't know. I just. It became incredibly easy to me, and I thought I was riding so slow. So, I don't know. But it's really hard to cover this effing sport when this happens. I, I, well, makes no <laughs> I, think, I think the second moto, you can definitely point to bad starts by both of the contenders as to definitely making it easier. Because really, you've seen, whether it's Cooper or Cincerillo or Ferrandis, all of them have been at the front every single time on the starts. They just, they've always been there and they really weren't this weekend. So Shane was, and, and not to take away from Shane at all. He rode incredibly oh, shit, well. Shit on Shane. Not at all. But I'm just saying like he definitely had an easier right. first few laps than yeah. have been most of the season. Wow. Yep. You're right about that. How about him jumping off the track in Moto2? How about that? And coming right back on. Do you guys see that? I only saw it when we had a replay. You yeah. mean McElrath, right? Yeah, McElrath. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, after those rollers before yeah. the finish. Yeah. yeah, I missed it the first time, or we, we didn't have it the first time. Then when I went back, I'm like, wow, that was oh. interesting. But it yeah. didn't really. No. Whatever. It's, it, 2019, the season of, of that. <laughs> yeah, really, right? Um, so Adam gets second, puts two points on Dylan. It's, uh, it's 30 points, two motos to go. Nothing wrong with Dylan's move in the second moto, right? Nothing. Nobody. No. no. Okay, but but okay, but you know, teams get weird near the end of the year, right? So. Oh, absolutely. I heard. Surprising. I thought it was a little surprising. I heard from people like, "Oh, he's trying to take clean him out." I'm like, "Come on!" No. Come but on. It, it was. It was. To me, it was more than we have seen because it's been like a love fest between these two all summer. Like high fiving, shaking hands, respect for each other. That was the first real aggression I've seen on either side. So it did it did catch me by surprise a little bit. I don't really care, like whatever, but and Adam definitely noticed, you know, in his in his podium speech he was just kinda laughing, like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know he wanted to have something more to say about it. Um but yeah, it's whatever. I mean it wasn't dirty. That, that- that may or may not have been of the guy that I was discussing that move with. No, that. Well, I think on the podium, the move was to let Ferrandis know that that's you know, like that. I laughed that off. That you're not bothering me. You're not going to get in my head with this. I think that's why he went out of his way wow. on the podium to say that it was fun. Well, wow, okay. maybe maybe the way he really feels is different. But I feel like on the podium, he was just letting everyone right. know, like, if I, I'm not going to get rattled. If I it. truly was, like, seventy five percent of the media in the sport. I would have been like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Instead, I'm like, you're an idiot. That was fine. Stop it. First of all, and, and JT, you know this better than the two of us. Like, if Ferrandis wanted to clean him, <laughs> yeah, he could have done way worse. Yeah, it was, it was Ferrandis' move for a, a lot in that section. He was getting up on the inside and coming over and, and getting some guys. So. But I'm just saying, if Ferrandis could do, and anyone at this level, could do so much worse. If they wanted to park a guy, they of could course. park a guy. 
Yeah. Yes. Everybody gets yeah. weird near the end of the year. Everybody gets weird all the time. It's, it's... Yeah. And I'm all right with it. Like, I don't – look, Ferrandis is going down swinging. Like, he's not going down riding dirty. Right. But, like, whatever. Take a small shot at it or try to get in the guy's head. Try to do something. Rattle his cage, as Dale Sr. would have said. Oh, boy. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that. He didn't He didn't try to hurt him. JT. Um, oh. Yeah. JT, if Adam doesn't win this next weekend, do we need to get him some professional oh. help? Oh. Like, we're going to need to get... I, I, I can't even fathom it. I can't even think <laughs> right, about it. Right, okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's got it. Let's just let's just go with that. Uh, he's too good, man. He's too good to, to not ride up into at least 3-3 day or, or whatever, you know, or 4-3 day or something. Well, I something. mean, he's earned it. This He's earned this championship. He's been yep. so, 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 so much better than he's ever been outdoors. Yep. Right. You know, so... Uh, it's scary. Like, if he doesn't wrap it by the first moto with a 30-point lead, it's iffy. Like, it could be done. Yeah. It's going to be tight. Um, I think it's going to be impossible to to be relaxed going into the final moto just because of the – I mean, it's a 1% chance. But, look, let's just put it this way. If the bike breaks, what are the chances Ferrandis does not win the final moto? Like, if it's know. a 24-point lead going into the Dude. last moto, I think it's going to be hard because of all the other stuff that's gone down. Yeah. To not be like, oh no, this is scary. Even though it really shouldn't be with a twenty-four point lead, but Ferrandis is almost guaranteed to win that final moto if it comes <laughs> down to that. Yeah, maybe, huh? Um, and you're like, if the bike breaks, he will score twenty-five points. I just think that's the only wrapping it up in moto one. I think would be very, very, very helpful. Well, Weege, uh, your awesome amateur rule is really working well. It's great. It's fantastic. That's 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 awesome. That's exactly what we needed in the sport was for a amateur rider to pull off before the checkers, 10 feet before the checkers, to not get points. <laughs> so he can stay down an amateur again. So that, that's awesome, everybody. So there's some there's some guy, some working-class guy, some Barry Karsten-ish guy out there that didn't make the motos. So, you know, he's a pro rider, and he, he, he's he got a job. He digs ditches, and his dream is to ride Bud's Creek. And he got bumped because of Jet Lawrence being faster than him, but then Jet Lawrence decides to pull out of both motos so he doesn't get points. Great work. Great work on that rule, everybody. Yep, really good. You know, one point you have not acknowledged about this rule is you do realize that this was only not the rule for like, I don't know, four years, five years? No, it was longer than that. Stop it. It was a Dude, long you can time. you this forever. Like, McGrath won a freaking Supercross. Okay, and then that's longer than four years ago. Year. That's longer than four years ago if you're talking well, McGrath. I'm saying like, this this goes on and on and on through time. Like Wyndham raced all the nationals in okay, '94. Okay, that's fine. We didn't have the amateur level of racing like we do now. There's no difference between these guys as a factory. They're factory riders now as amateurs. They're full factory riders. They're making six figures as amateurs. I see. I'm just saying it's not even really a new rule. It's the old. Okay, rule. well your new rule bit some bit Johnny Carpenter because uh, Johnny Plummer uh, got bit in the ass because Jet Lawrence decides to pull off in both motos. The only thing I don't understand is why – what is the problem with Jet Lawrence scoring these points? Like, he is not going to race Loretta's next year. There is no chance in hell he's racing Loretta's next year. So I don't know what they're saving him for. What? Like – And I may I, or may not be it. bitter due to my Pulp Mex fantasy also. That has uh, that, that probably has a 30% chance, a 30% part of me. Oh, being... do you have Jet Lawrence on the team? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So you're rubbing your hands. What was he fifth in the second moto? I don't know, man. It's I think stupid. He's fifth listen, in moto two, and then he just disappeared. Listen, even if I didn't have him, 
That's that's ridiculous that a guy would do that because either either you're in or you're out. So now you don't even have to finish. You just got to show up, and we'll see how you rate, and then just pull off the track. It's cool, no problem. Keep going to Loretta's. Like I just <laughs> I don't see the like, point. The only question here is: Is he going to race Supercross or is he going okay. to start at Hangtown? Yeah, I don't think. Okay, crazy. well, you don't see the point. But guess what? These jerk off teams with these jerk off amateurs are trying to play the system as hard as they can, as hard as they can, and that includes pulling off before you get points. Like I, I have no idea what the point is of pulling I, off. I, I'm with you. I know. Yeah, I get I, it. He's but, good enough. But these, don't, he doesn't but, need to stay amateur for the next. Well, apparently the team days. and him and the family and everybody else they got, they're going to game the system now. Even harder than they, you know, than they even want. What is it? Forty-three points or 40, 40 points? What is it? I think it's forty-five. Here's the other hilarious thing. One thing I had heard, one theory I had heard was, well, yeah, but you don't want to blow a year of Supercross eligibility. But then I was told, yeah, but you can always just fake an injury there and pull out of there too if you get too many points. <laughs> it's like I'm perpetuating. Oh my god! Pull off dude. the track, fake injuries. You could just keep taking it to any level you want. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Well, I'm glad everybody, Johnny Carpenter. Didn't get to race. So that's awesome. Good job. I thought Jet rode really well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I think he shows he has the potential. Maybe in a year or two, you know, maybe he'll have what it takes. I think he was already out of the championship anyway. So, yeah, I mean, solid day. No worries. All good. Unbelievable. This is where we're at. I, I, I don't get the point of the worried about points. I don't, I don't know. And I've talked to people on the team. I understand this all came suddenly. They didn't expect him to be this good this soon. But I don't know. I mean, he's he's going to be racing Hangtown next year. I can't see any possible reason why they'd be like, no. yeah, you're not ready. You need to race Loretta's again. I, I'm with you, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. But yeah. But what a joke of a rule to expose it like that and just pull off. Like, I, how, So can you just keep doing that? I, I, that's that's the flaw in that in the, you could just keep doing that. So 40 points. Doesn't no, I'm matter. not sure. I don't, I'm not sure. I thought you can only race three. I thought. I thought it was just 40 points. Uh, I think it might. Okay, so well, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Paul, I, I don't know. Paul Parabinos and Dan Truman are 100% certain that they don't understand the rule and it wouldn't have mattered at all. You mean the rules makers don't know the rule? No, the team. team. Oh, oh, whoever made the decision. Right. Yeah, whoever made the right. decision. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand why they're scared of well, scoring 45 points. I don't know, man. But that's a joke. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the old rule, man. Just the old rule. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I saw MC pull off a lot like that. Yeah, they, they were gaming the system like that all day long. Yeah. I do believe we could ask Lone Wolf. I swear I remember in, like, 1990, like, Lone Wolf had to pull off to keep Team Green status. I swear. See, well, there you go. Well, oh, so go. just some random story from Lone Wolf. Me- meanwhile, Buell and Buddy Antonez and everybody else just pointed out like real men. No, 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 no. He was doing this. He was no, I know, I know, I know. He was what, racing amateur and nationals. No, I get it. But <laughs> oh, look, the Supercross pointing out that's. I don't think there was I mean, a Macross just did it. That's that's an idea. That's yeah. <laughs> nothing is new under the sun. Speaking of pointing yeah. out, Marty. Marty was up front in Moto One, looking good, uh, and then Marty crashed yeah. in the first turn in Moto Two. Poor Marty, but I, we're really working. I'm, him and I are coming along. Mm-hmm. Like we're, I'm in the lounge. He's asking me, I don't know what he was asking me, something about racing that day, and I'm like, yeah, you look good, you're good, your arms are good, we're good, we're all good. And I said, hey, I, I put a text out for you for the MCR ride this this week. I want you to know that, Marty. And then uh, 
Adam's like, that's the least you can do. You've been such an really? ass. You've been such an asshole to him. That's the least you could do. I'm like, I'm just trying to get Marty a ride in the 450s. Back off, kid. God, it's a fair point. <laughs> well, it's a fair point. You have not, done a lot of damage to Marty. I've not done any damage. Apparently, it doesn't matter. I've done no damage. He just keeps staying okay. in the 50 class. <laughs> so you're the broker of Marty Davalos. Mike Genova and Tony Alessi is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's where we're at. Yep, pretty much. Well, right. me and Red, Do- me and Red Dog are working in tandem. Red Dog's also in there making phone calls with with Tony. I so- have a feeling. I heard that uh, this weekend Tony was like, "Hey, we got the Marty contract ready. I'll just get it sent off. Just let me go watch this moto <laughs> real quick, and I'll be right back." <laughs> I just gotta stand next to the track. Is real there? Quick. If I get Marty this ride, if Tony like says it or like I've been I've been talking to Tony, if, if I get Marty this ride, will it be the ultimate WWF storyline? Why get? Well, I'm not sure because we can never figure out your Marty motivations. You could easily claim this is all I've ever said. 450 class for Marty. It is. This is not. I, I, I do claim not that. irony. This is this is you. This is just you being you the whole time. I have always said that. It ain't working in 250s, Marty. Time to get out of there. It ain't working. <laughs> and now you're even trying to broker a ride so we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. But, the, I mean, <laughs> there's always that podcast audio out there with the mask and the gun, though, that I can never hide from. <laughs> you know, I can, never, I can never ditch that audio. It's out <laughs> no, there. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah. His, his wife remembers that one. Oh, yeah. Not happy at all. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things that my source told me was that he may have to do like a test against Justin Hill for, for MCR. Man, who isn't rumored? Who isn't rumored to be on MCR know, at this right? point? My I, gosh. I don't like that. I don't like Marty's odds. If he's got to go against Justin Hill for like five laps or any, or any amount of like <laughs> any amount of time, it's Hill can yeah, throw it down. I, yeah. So I don't, I don't like Tomac's odds. I don't like any <laughs> right, right, right. in that situation. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what else? Master pool led some laps. Good for him. Good to get up front and do that. Um, troll train, second moto. Yeah. Yep. 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 First Better. moto. Yeah. What the heck? Well, what, I don't know. What do you go like 16 2 or 16? What, what was the score? 18 3. 18 3. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Any, 18 uh, 3. Yep. <laughs> it's like Mac qualifying with. Yeah. It's. Uh, what the hell? What the hell's going on he's today, just, Mark? He's not. He's not JT. You've mentioned this. He's not fast enough to be like just. He doesn't have Cooper speed or, or you know any of these guys to Sexton or whatever to. He's start dependent. You know he's he can hold the pace. He can he he's in shape, but he can't. Yeah, I don't. There's not too many. Does anybody have any Amart ripping through the pack stories? Uh, at the very beginning of 2016, okay. for about three races. Here we go. He was there. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hangtown. Glen Helen and High Point. But did he get the start, or was he ripping through the pack? No, no, no. He ripped through. Dude, oh. there was a mo- no. It was uh, Thunder Valley. He got knocked down on the first lap, and I think he came back to fourth from like last. I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he got second in points that year, of course. Oh yeah, he usually does. Um, Joe Schmota, though. Speaking of amateurs, Joe Schmota didn't pull off. Had a good day. Rebounded from from Unadilla for sure. Um, Schmota is uh, definitely already pro and not going back. So yes. there you go. Yeah, he's allowed to get points. Um, now I heard you're you're gonna. I, I shouldn't even say this. Oh, go ahead. I'm ready. I heard. I'm ready. That Lawrence misinterpreted what the mechanic had put in the pit board and was not supposed to pull off. But I I shouldn't even tell you this. 
because now you're going to blow that out of the water. It's just, I, I, we, we, this is not the intention intended, and he pulled off on accident. Both but motos. I, second moto, I heard he got hot. I don't know, man. I don't know, bro. Choose but- to not believe all this, which I'm sure you're choosing not to believe it. Hunter Lawrence rode well. First moto, him and Sexton were dead last. <laughs> Hunter rode well coming up. I mean, it's his first race back. He, he admitted that it got to him a little bit. 10-13 for Hunter. Um, what else? Uh, Sexton, that sucked. Oh, Sexton. Sexton. The fastest guy yep. in qualifying. Yep. Pretty, pretty solid. Yep. Wasn't happy and, at uh, the end of the day. I don't think he even wanted to interview with me, but he did anyways. But he was seriously bummed, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and not- uh, Hampshire was about to have his first good start, I think, in any race all season <laughs> in the second moto. And then, of course, <laughs> goes down. Yeah, goes down. Yep, absolutely. Does, I had somebody yeah. ask me this weekend, do you think Hampshire's results will change on the Rockstar Husky? Uh, I don't. I think he – well, have you looked at his overalls? I think they'll be better than that. I, I don't know. Oh, by the way, his overalls are like in the teens every week. Yeah. He's fourth in in points. I think his starts have been so inconsistently bad or so consistently bad that that alone, like if he can just get better starts, that's a huge thing. I don't know if he's going to ride better, if he's going to be way faster, but the starts have been horrific. Um, And if this fixes that, that's obviously a, a major gain. So there is a chance, I think. Oldenburg led a lap. First one all year. Mm-hmm. Between him and and uh, and Ty Masterpool, we got some unusual star guys up there. Uh, Colt Nichols had a bad day, qualified poorly, and then absolutely ate crap. Uh, swapped and hit yeah. the ground. So Colt yep. had a bad day. I don't know what happened to Derek Drake. I don't know what happened to Garrett Marchbanks. I have no idea. Does anybody? Yeah, know? Cowie said ankle injury for Marchbanks. I okay, how severe? And Drake, yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Um. Wait, there's one other thing. Speaking of the TLD team with Drake. Mitchell Falk rode backwards into oh. Ferrandez. I forgot about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, he kind of the way he crashed. Like, it wasn't – I know what you're – it was a little bit of, like, a dumb move, for sure, by Falk. Like, like, I mean, it didn't look like Ferrandez was right there. Like, didn't you see Ferrandez? He's right there. Look, wasn't it the first lap? No. No, it was early. No, it was early. It was early, but not first lap, no. All right. Either way, even if it was a third lap, I, I don't. I think in that class, especially, you've got to assume there's probably if you're in like fourth place, there's probably not going to be twenty seconds for somebody. <laughs> yes, the, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's the, probably somebody coming. That's what I mean. Like I, I don't. He looked like he was looking right at Ferrandez and still went. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Now, Langston said, I don't know, JT. You remember? He's like that corner's a little more blind, probably looking that direction than it probably looks. Yeah. I don't know how many people have ever stood in that corner and looked backwards. Right. Well, but, there's a there's a big ridge on the left. Yeah. And you're coming up. You you can't see the corner at all. When you're coming up the hill, you can't really see the corner at all. Mm-hmm. So he's coming, yeah, out of a blind area down into where Ferranis is. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he saw him with like two seconds before he hit him. But, yeah, it, it is blind coming down there. Okay. It was not a smart move, but he's a kid and – was it? But it wasn't. Oh my God! Level bad though. No, no? I don't oh, think okay. so. I don't think so. I mean, he had to do something. He had to pick his bike up, you know. And like, it wasn't like he. I mean, we can, we can call Glover and ask him about riding backwards on the track. Oh, oh, but please don't. Um, yeah. what else? Uh, JT, anything else catch your eye? McAdoo sixth place. I, I I got a little bit of scoop on the McAdoo stuff. Like, so we all thought he was going to TLD, right? 
Makes sense. Well, that's what he said. Right. And, and I guess no con- from what I hear, no contract, no contract, nothing. Then it was, um, you know, hey, uh, we're gonna get you. We're we're gonna get you a deal, like in the next few days. Then nothing happened. So McAdoo, you know, got hold of Pro Circuit or Pro Circuit contacted McAdoo. Not sure which way it was, and they had a deal like super quick. And then McAdoo still set. Then TLD's like, we're gonna give you a deal like today. McAdoo's like, well, you got two hours. That's what I heard. And Mitch and Pro and Mitch and Cowie were putting heat on him, like you know, hey. And 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 two hours passed. They couldn't get a deal done, and he signed signed with him. Yeah, I mean, I demand. Was, yeah, yeah. It, that, I mean, I, and I said to the person, to. I said to the person that told me that, I'm like, I do not blame McAdoo. Like, if the, if it was like coming, 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 but nothing is actually there, and then you got Pro Circuit, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I don't think you can blame him. Yeah, and then and then I guess, like I said, like Mitch said. You have to sign this right now. And even McAdoo still said, I need, give me some time. I OTLD some time. And it, and it was two hours. So somehow I don't, they arbitrarily agreed on two hours. I, I have no idea. And and, and, uh, and it still didn't happen. So, yeah, that's how McAdoo ends up at Pro Circuit. And also, I guess, McAdoo would have to take some of his salary and pay a trainer, which is just, uh, don't get me started on that. But um, <laughs> McAdoo was like, no, like, no, no, I don't want to do that. But you have to over there, right? Like that's the deal. So, well, I guess it is. I don't know. Uh, I don't think Jordan Smith was doing that. No. Yeah, I think it's right. Depending on what whatever. is. So, what is the TLD lineup now? I can't. I'm, I'm confused. It's, Are they bringing uh, over this French it's, guy? Yeah, Brian Moreau. Okay. Uh, Drake, Brown, and Hartraft. Okay. <laughs> no. What was it going to be? Were they going to have five guys? No, I think McAdoo was instead of Hartraft. Oh, when okay. when when so McAdoo Hartraft is the benefactor here. Yeah, Hartraft's the benefactor. Yeah. Oh, okay. So or beneficiary. Who, Sorry, I would keep using that term. I, I don't know who, who's better next year, JT, McAdoo or Hartraft, on their new rides. Ooh, um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, McAdoo's been a little better lately. Uh, I'll I'll go with McAdoo. All right. Mm-hmm. The part about taking your money and paying a trainer, though, that these teams do. You're just like, okay, you hired me for a reason. I got fast enough and good enough without, you know, with, on my own program on everything else. And now I got to pay a trainer? Like, why don't you just see how I'm doing first? Right? I don't know, man. I don't like that whole deal. It's sketchy. It's not sketchy, but. Yeah, I, I see your point. I, I don't know if I agree, but I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. But I can see there's probably other reasons. If you got some uh, kid that doesn't know what they're doing, here you go, kid. Perfect. We're going to hook you up with a trainer, you know? Well, yeah, but that's the whole thing. How do you determine if you do or do not know what you're doing? Like in their mind, they'd be like, "Here's how we know we know what you're doing. You're using the guy that we trust." So, yeah, but McAdoo's a yeah. third year pro already. Okay. You know, he got third at Vegas. Right. He got you know fourth for you. Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. Just trust the process. I think, yeah. JT, what would you do if you were in charge of a team? Would you take a percent of the riders and pay a trainer for them? Uh, well, I think it's a kind of a company-wide thing and that program is seen as fair share of success so i'll just leave it there mm, yeah well not really TLD, no. tld wise well i'm just saying where where they're at and where they're riding with that place has done okay what's what's been the has there been any 
amazing rides from anybody on the Rockstar Husky slash TLD 250 program that they've been working down there in Florida on. And you can't count Jordan Smith because he's on his own. And McElrath, oh, McElrath is there, yeah. So have they done anything to be where you're like, yeah, look, like Alden Baker and his guys have a decade of results, right? So we all know that. But they're not training with Alden Baker. They're just at Baker's factory with other people. Yeah, uh, I guess Moseman is the only true standout you could. And is he really a standout, you know, on the level of Baker's guys? Well, the reason why is because I feel like Moseman is probably over. I feel like right now is maybe over-delivering based on what he okay. might have been capable of. Like, sure. I, don't, I don't think it was a stamp it, this dude's going to be podium-level guy for sure. Right. And he's getting to that point. So I'll, I'll give them a win on that, but that's the only one. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing other guys. It's the only one I can really I'll give him a – I won't give him a win. I'll give him like a like a good job on that one, you know. Okay. But yep. I got a lot of other guys that it hasn't worked out for. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I agree. I just, I'm with you. Sometimes yep. the sport's just, just, you know, amazing. Do so. you – do you feel like that most of the riders on these teams that they're hiring, like a Cantrell or a Falk or a Hartramp or a Brian Moreau, you think that they have these just incredibly solidified programs where they don't need any help at all? No, I, I mean, I'd have to ask the amateur expert, Jason Wygant, on the process of signing these riders and who they, how they did and, and how excited everybody was for them. I, I don't know. I heard Well, a no, I, I see what JT's saying. These guys might not have any trainer or any right. clue well, that's of where I, to even go wrong. Yeah, I said that two minutes ago. Like, if they don't have yeah. anything, then yeah, you need to here you here, here you go, kid. We're going to set you up, you know. But I as think a, they're I think they're viewing it as they are in their eyes ensuring their investment because they know they're going to do the work in the fashion that they want it done. Right. This Brian Moreau. I mean, I, I'll I'll reserve judgment a little bit, but I I, I don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> Uh, Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> JT, I, any idea? I, uh, it sounded like it came from the very top. Um, speaking of uh, GP riders coming over, Thomas Covington came out. Now I heard it was 100% his decision, JT, to race. Mm, okay. That doesn't that, mean I have to believe that. No, I know. Yep, <laughs> but I'm just – Well, Big Air Tom came out, and it didn't go well. 26-34. He crashed in the second moto, though, and was dead last. So it wasn't like he faded a 34th or could only muster a 34. He was we're dead. We're still talking dead, about dead. 26th, though. Yes, we're still talking about the 26th. And we're and what, about... Did he, what did he qualify? 27th. Yeah. So what are we really talking about? It's practice. I Come stand on. by my original statement that he shouldn't have been there. All right. Weege, did you talk to him <laughs> at all or anything? No. No. So I, I, I don't know, but the – Motorsports. All I can tell you is the motorsports weren't a lot better than they were before. That's all I got. Yep. That's all I know. Pretty much. Listen, the, the whole information the, I have. The whole thing. The only way to be successful in the sport is preparation. Period. And Roxon is living right now off of all the work he did earlier in the season. You know the the abilities he has right now were that fitness and all that was done months and months and months ago. If he continued on without riding at all right now. In a couple months, he would start to drop off because you, you have to do work. Well, for right now, Covington, and that's what I asked on, was it Monday show? Has anyone seen Covington or heard of Covington riding or training anywhere? Because I have not seen it. I haven't heard about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't go with that, though, JT, like as far as like you know social media stuff and all that. I mean, we just no, don't. No, no, no. I'm asking a genuine question. Right. Have any of you heard about him riding at all? Because I haven't. Well, he's, he had to have. He's not showing up at Bud's Creek not riding. 
So prove we it. put an interview together with him. Um, yeah, <laughs> to JT's point, we uh, our guy Mitch interviewed him on Friday, and he said about two weeks ago, a doctor from Mayo Clinic gave me the okay to gradually start getting back into my training schedule. Okay, got it back on a bike five days ago. Okay, well, you now now Steve is going to shoot me down again and tell me I that I'm wrong. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying like because we're not plugged in with him necessarily. That's his. We we you know. But all of us have connections to this. I work for a company that sponsors him. Uh, I know lots of people that go to the are involved with the program he rides with. Like there there are enough people that we all know that you would know if he's been just hammering motos and ready to come back. And that's not the information I've heard at all. Right. That's that's really what I'm getting at. Okay. Well, hundred percent his decision. That's fine, and and I don't care whose decision it is. I just think it's a bad decision. That that's really the point. Whether it's his, whether it's Rockstar, whether it's Husqvarna, whether it's his wife, his new wife, whether it's you know the man on the moon. I don't care. I just don't agree with it because I don't think he's accomplishing anything. You, if anything, he's going backwards. Well, I just yeah, you can't come out on a factory bike and 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 you know jump into the scene and get beat by literally. You know, if you take it as 26 in the moto, you, you know, he's getting beat by, you know. Like right now for him. Justin Thompson and, and, and Kevin Yeah, Moran, my, so. my opinion means nothing in this. I, I totally go in on the front end with that. But the only thing, in my opinion, that will help him is to come back when he is 100% ready and ready to change people's opinions. That's it. Like, don't don't waste your time. Don't go out there and just beat yourself down even further mentally. Don't give people fuel to, you know, shake their head and make your sponsors wonder and all that stuff. Like, to me, the only real answer to this is to come back when you're fully prepared and ready to put in results. That will fix all the problems, in my opinion. Yes. Does he get a chance in 2020 to fix all his results? Yes, he will. So I don't know if it'll be on the same team. I mean, he has a deal, I would assume. That's, but yeah, yeah. Who knows with this sport? I mean, contracts are worth basically nothing. Right. Uh, but yeah, he'll get somewhere if he not here overseas somewhere. I mean, he's, he's a talented kid and it's, I mean, we've seen people struggle one season and get another shot. Look at McAdoo. Look how good he's doing, you know? Right. All right. We anything else to add on that? Nope. That sounds like plenty on that topic. We we covered (laughs) McAdoo and trainer for TLD team and. (laughs) Covington, that's the most depth we had in any topic this week. I'm just frustrated. I'm frustrated I, I, I don't with know. the Covington thing. I'm really frustrated with it. <laughs> Two weeks he was cleared to start training. I hate to see it because the kid is so nice, and I, I know he's a hard worker. And when someone, even even if it was his decision, I wish someone could talk to him and say, hey, don't do this. It's not going to go well. You're not ready. And you know, someone has to be around him that's smart enough to know that. You know, if I can see it from a, a thousand miles away, someone close to him is a lot smarter than me, I'm sure, and could say, is this really going to help? You know, are we going to really accomplish anything positive here, or is it just going to go down the same path well, of frustration that we've been down? Tell him to just pull off. It's fine. No problem. Just pull off. <laughs> but if, fun, he was, if he was in fifth or sixth and pulled off, no problem. I think everybody would be good with that. Yep, go ahead. That's what we can do now in this sport. We can pull off. We can sit out races. We can we can be in, we you know we can be fine. We can miss race. Uh, yeah, it's no problem. We're, we're fine. Jerry used to do it, and you were fine with it. Hundreds of thousands of dollars have been spent on these racers that that dive to stay down in supercrosses and pull off. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, great, good, good job, everybody. We're we're great. We're awesome. <sighs> All right. I'll, I'll ask you this: Did he get his sponsors more or less publicity? 
by being there on Saturday. Who? Jet. Oh, I thought we were talking. Tell me. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Obviously, more. I don't know, so but I go. went. I went underneath there, and it looks like a swap meet. The Geico truck. It's just there's just bikes and parts everywhere. It just. It's amazing. <laughs> They're covering the field. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christian Craig was even there hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, get more get more people in that truck. Yeah, I saw him. I'm like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "I'm collecting jerseys to get signed." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, that sounds good." He's like, "I'm I'm also waving them on in the corners." I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right." So, <laughs> so to, to clarify, are you mad at Jet? Or are you mad at, at the rules makers on this? My anger pie would be sixty percent rule makers, thirty percent team, ten percent Jet. I can tell that's right off the the cuff. So yeah, I won't I won't ask you to explain that because I know you can't. No, I can't. I can't. Okay. Uh, I got to work on Marty. I, I'm busy with Marty right now. I can't get too mad about about it. My life. My Is life. Is there going to be a hot tub involved? My life will be fine. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the hot tub. It's it's the, those negotiations have gone nowhere. So I don't I don't know. I'm not even doing this for a hot tub anymore. I got to do this. To, I got to do this for Marty. I got to right or wrong here. Do you think that? Jody is okay with you negotiating the deal. Jody? Who's Jody? Jody is Marty's wife. Oh, <laughs> that I don't know. That I'm not sure about. She looked like she wanted to light me on fire <laughs> the last time she saw me. Fair enough. Right. All right. Anything else? Uh, one more to go. One more to go, Wygant, for you. Yeah, I'm bummed. I, I, the TV job, it's not only the best paying per hour job I've ever had, but it's also the most enjoyable. Uh, which is the greatest combination ever. And as always, I'm bummed I only get to do it 12 days a year. So I'm honestly bummed. I'm like, this sucks. I only get to do it once again, and that'll be it for the season. I have to say, I, I haven't seen Langston all year. I don't know where Langston goes after the races or before the race. I, I feel like I used to see Grant around. He's with Wayne. He's with Wayne. Oh, they're doing K-Frame work? <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're doing, working on the K-Frame. Working on the K-Frame. But I, just, yeah. I don't see GL. I don't know what his deal is. He used to hang out, oh. I feel like. Or maybe I'm not hanging out with the right people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I saw him. If you watch the uh, weed show that I posted where I yep. cruise around with a GoPro, yep. uh, I bumped into him. I don't even know what this group was. It was a whole bunch of people from South Africa. Uh, what, how they were all there and combined, I don't know. Um, it was that that company that Millsaps had brought on as a sponsor once when he got on Force Team. The creative the, the, the racquetball floor? The yeah, ra- so the racquetball floor, there was like a racket. That company had like, I don't know, there was like a motorhome there and a huge cookout. Creative and, Concepts? Yes. Whatever that creative sports concepts, creative whatever concepts. Yeah. All right. So he was over there. They were like, come on over, come on over. And I hung out with them, dragged, dragged our buddy Nash in gentlemen, um, and hung out with Langston. I hung out with Langston all weekend. We actually stayed at a friend of his house, uh, Mark Adams. We stayed there. It's like 10 minutes from the track, which is a whole lot better than the hotels. We've been riding on Friday. GL's got, GL's got the ultimate program, man. He's got it super dialed. How was riding? Did you crash in front of him again? Uh, Langston didn't see much of us because uh, Thursday night was still, I think, having an effect on his Friday oh, riding. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I rode a lot better this year. Um, when you DOT tires are not good. Um, yeah. So now I had thanks to our friend Fastest Man in Piedmont two two two. I had real Michelin Nobbies, worlds of difference. Um, but I never really saw GL out there on the trails because he was hurting. Max's tires, official product of this podcast. Um, Sorry. Did yeah. you wear your fly racing gear? 
I did, and I was pumped. I was like, yes, I've got this air-conditioned gear because, dude, yeah. it's so effing humid there. So, JT, again, whoever, whatever scientists you have that came up with that stuff, <laughs> kudos. Scientists for vented tips. gear. You have scientists, you. JT, for vented Your gear. Your checks in the mail, Weech. Yeah. I mean, but whatever, I don't know what laboratory you came up with this vented gear, but damn, it's good. It's a kinetic mesh, right, JT? We, we, we narrowed that down? Sorry. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I have mesh. I have a set also. It's amazing. It's great. It freaking works. I, it's I couldn't believe it. I so yeah. Weege, while you are uh, at Indiana commentating, I will be in Sweden commentating, and I will very much ask how the K framework is going with Wayne <laughs> while I'm in Sweden, and see if we can get a global connection here. The K frame. Well, look, Steve's just happy that apparently you're over there helping Paul Miller. Yeah, 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 just that, that, that's it. Just <laughs> At least someone get the guy some help. Sweet Jesus, he had to call, he had to call e-bike racing this weekend. They put no. e-bikes out there, and there's Malin, no. there's Malin, just no. calling it, calling it. No, no, dude. Can you imagine him that he does like the EMX sixty five races too? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Solo. Yep. Oh. This is a multi like a, a multi million dollar operation, and they can't get him a helper. I I don't understand this. I don't get it. They cut down one rack of ribs in one hospitality every week, and you can get Malin some help so he doesn't go crazy and stab somebody. He's great. He's got JT now. Yeah. He's got yeah. I will be at, uh, I will be at Sweden this weekend, and then I will be home, and then I will be in China, and then I will be at Motocross Nations. I, I can't get my wait. Heart broken again. Weege, we are going to see a photo. Remember that photo that we 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 pass around on our text every now and then? It's Caroli, Giuseppe, and RV. Oh, the thumbs up. <laughs> yep. Yes. We will yes. pass. A, someone put JT's face on one of those riders, <laughs> please. On RV. Yeah, put it on RV's face, please. Hey. Yeah. I have a MXGP button on my backpack now. Of course you True do. Story. Of course True story. you do. Absolutely. <laughs> give those give those guys my best. By the way, when you see them, please. I absolutely will. Yes. You're gonna yeah. You're gonna sit down with MX Jeff and get to the scoop and maybe do an interview. Yeah. Uh, I did see him at the USGP at a Hooters in Jacksonville, Florida. That was uh, two years ago, and uh, he proceeded to tell me how much uh, Florida sucked, and I went back to my table. it's about how that went yeah really right oh geez all right uh good luck jt yeah good luck we're all counting on you yeah exactly good luck on the gig uh i just i'm just there to help paul that's all remember jt if you just feel like quitting halfway through just walk out the door it's fine in in america we do that all the time we just quit right before right before the end of the day so it's fine i don't want to point out on my yeah out of my comments if you feel like quitting walk out the door and tell malin you're you're, he's done because it's fine it's no problem we can do that all day long here in america all right everybody it was a mistake that he misinterpreted the pit board fly racing racer x podcast presented i want to read this pr i can't wait to read this jerk off pr that 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 team's going to put out about this issue Oh, you can't. Yeah, you can't trust the PR department. No, you cannot trust the PR no, guy. You cannot no. trust him. I wouldn't trust him personally. Uh, Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, Bud's Creek Review, presented by Alpine Stars on Maxis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, JT Weege, thanks, boys. See you. See you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss this tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride and you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years go on.